It's true. I mean, he's already there. But you know, he walks in the room in a manifest way when you walk into the room. Because when you walk into the room, now there's agreement. Not only is he there, but you're there with him to agree with what he's trying to do, with his purposes. Oh, now there's not just God, but there's someone who agrees with God, who can, who can do something physically, carry out something, release something in the atmosphere that's going to have an impact. You say, Rob, this all sounds good. Show me in the Bible. Okay. I'll show you. I'll show you. First, let's talk a little bit about our enemy. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Because um, I don't like to really talk about the guy that much. I think he likes us talking about him and focusing on him. Um, Ezekiel 28. 12 through 9. Um, 12 through 19. It talks about um, Satan a little bit. And you can, you can turn to this later. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it now. But it describes him a little bit. It describes his body. He had jewels. He was encrusted with jewels. He was beautiful. The Bible says that he walked among the stones. He walked among the 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 firestones in heaven, that he was called upon to be the worship leader, that he was called upon to be uh, the one who, who, who made uh, worship for the Most High. And, but he found himself beautiful. You know, you know the kind of guy I'm talking about. Looks in the mirror a little bit too long, you know. <laughs> I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful, baby. You know, that guy. I mean, we all think we look good, or we should, but we shouldn't think we look so good that everybody else just pales in comparison. That's when you get into the arrogant, narcissistic thing. You know what I mean? Where everybody else is trash except you. And that's where he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got jewels all over my body. That's where he was at. The Bible says he started to regard himself as beautiful. He started to get conceited and arrogant. And then he got to the place where he felt like he was so much that, that he was above God. And he felt like he could take some angels with him, get some power, and reach the throne himself. And when he got to that point, God said enough. I have to boot you out of here. And here's the thing we don't realize. Only a third of the angels went with him. So that means angels outnumber demons two to one. He's so worried about demons. For every demon attacking you and injuring you, there are two angels protecting you. So you could have got hurt a lot worse. You probably didn't because there were two angels protecting you, man, when the enemy is trying to kill you. You see what I'm saying? You know, I had a heart attack not too long ago. Now, part of that was my fault because I have a wife who's a nurse, and she kept telling me to eat right. And I kept saying, baby, one day I will. 
I was in a part of that was my fault. I, mean, I got to admit my own shortcomings. I mean, it, it's, it's the adult thing to do. Not kids anymore. You know, I, I, can't, I can't keep eating burgers and drinking milkshakes and thinking it's not going to catch up with me, right? That's just common sense. But I have an enemy. I do have an enemy who tried to kill me. He tried to take me out. And God said no. God said no. I really shouldn't be here. You know, I had, I had parts of my heart that died. And heart muscle does not regenerate. And the doctors were amazed at my recovery. They, they still haven't figured out why I recovered the way I did. I couldn't walk from here to that wall without being out of breath like I had run a marathon. I couldn't. And then one day I got prayed for in my church. And I walked around the entire church. I mean, it's a big church. And my friends were just praising God, jumping up and down, screaming and hollering. My wife was, she was just crying. You know, it was a huge moment. And from there, my health just kept getting better. So I'm back here now teaching you guys and giving a testimony that, you know, even when you do bad things to yourself, God is merciful and, 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 will, and will come to your aid and do miraculous things to help you. Even when you've been foolish, even when you said, hey, I'm going to have another piece of that fried chicken. You know, eat Nando's. Don't eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm just saying that. I'm just telling you. Anyway, let's get off that. So here we have an enemy who has been created by God to just, I mean, be a beautiful worship leader. Where's the, where is the, where is the caution in that? Where's the caution in that? When you're any kind of leader, there's a temptation to think it's all about you. It's not about you. It's about the people that you're ministering to. And I'm going to say this. A worship leader must be focused on the fact that it is a dual job. It's a dual job. The job is this. You are listening to heaven. And you are hearing where heaven is headed. And you are also attentive to what's happening with the people you are ministering to. And you are making sure you are headed in heaven's direction and that the people you are ministering to are headed in that direction with you. If not, if the people are not following you, you are not a worship leader. You are an individual having a worship moment. Because you're not leading anyone anywhere. And I see it too often. I see guys on stage having a good time with each other and with themselves. And the people are left to their own devices. Nobody's paying attention to what's happening with them. I'm not talking about this group here. Okay? I'm not talking about this group here. But I see it often. And it, and it grieves me. Because I know the guys aren't 
thinking that way. And, and the men and women aren't thinking that way. They aren't up there thinking, hey, I just want to have a good time. I don't care about y'all. No, it's just as worship people, as a worship community, it's just something that we've gotten into where the, the better I can play and the more skilled I am determines how good a worship person I am, how, how good a worship leader I am. And I'm going to tell you what, excellence is something we should all be striving for. You should be the best bass player, keyboard player, guitar player, drummer, singer you can be. Work at your craft. We need it. We need to be better. We don't need to settle for second, third, fourth place as musicians and artists. The kingdom needs the best. But that is not the most important part of being a worship leader or, or a member of a worship band. It's having that congregation enter into a God encounter with you. That is the goal. Are they following you into the presence of God, into a kingdom experience? That is the issue because, see, the enemy is trying to get them into it, anything else but that. It starts in the morning when they wake up. The kids are getting on their nerves. The couples are arguing about meaningless stuff. 